0: The following is a production of Different Brains. Visit us at differentbrains.org.
1: Hi, I'm Dr. Hacky Reitman. Welcome to another episode of Exploring Different Brains. Today, we're very excited to have Dr. Shole Josue. From the Washington D.C. area, down there, Washington D.C., Maryland. This guy is a psychiatrist, a neuroscientist, a physician. He's everything. He's going to tell you all about it. Chole, please introduce yourself more properly.
0: Hi, Dr. Aki. Uh, hi, everyone. I, uh, I am Chole Josue. I, uh, I am a physician. I, I practice medicine in the in the Washington D.C. area and. I'm glad to be here so I can share my knowledge with everyone.
1: Well, thank you so much for coming. You've had such an exciting life and I want you to know I'm up to page 70 of this exciting book 12 Unending Summers, a memoir of an immigrant child, Cholet Kelly Josue. And I got to tell you, you've been to the prom. You did it. You came yeah. over here in a boat you real- now, you're of Haitian extraction, but you were born in the Bahamas. Is that correct?
0: Yes. My parents, they migrated to the Bahamas, and I was born there. Then they took me to Haiti when I was four years old.
1: And then you ended up on a boat coming over to the United States.
0: Yeah. You know, those parents, they, they decide what to do with you until you're an adult. So one day they just told me to pack up and leave everything, and you have to do what you, what you do.
1: How did you gravitate toward neuroscience?
0: You know, interestingly, I, when I got to, my, to, to Florida, of course, I was depressed, leaving all my friends. I started asking myself, why, why couldn't I live in my society, given that you know, I knew potentially we're all equally smart? So when I went to medical school, I said, you know, I need to know something about human behavior. I concluded that it had to do with human behavior. So it was between neurosurgery and something in neuroscience. I love cutting, I love surgery. But I was more interested in finding answers for myself. Why do human beings, why do we behave certain ways? So that's how I went into um, psychiatry and neurosciences.
1: Well, you had, you know, and your book tells the story, but tell our audience, you know, the journey, how you got from the Bahamas to Haiti to the United
0: States. Well, my parents, as I mentioned, they're originally from Haiti. And in the 1960s, uh, Haitians were going to the Bahamas uh, to find work. And they had us there. And, but... Knowing they needed a a community to raise their children, they took us to Haiti, which had been the greatest gift of my life because I grew up in a very wholesome village. Then the country started becoming destabilized with political turmoil. Although we... I mean, I was young, I was a kid. I, I just wanted to be with my friends. The adults knew that we had no future in Haiti. And my mom had already been in Miami and I was the boy. I was supposed to go and I I was destined to be somewhere outside Haiti. If it weren't for the Bahamas, it would be in in, in the U.S. So one day, my uncle with whom I was living, when my mom left, um, decided when to, when to ship me out.
1: So how old were you when you got in the boat?
0: I was 16. I was just turning 16. Um, yeah, I had never been actually we live my city is like a few yards from the ocean. I had never been on the ocean before. So it was an adventure. But you know, I trusted, you know, the you know, my, my parents and my uncle. So yeah.
1: Now as a board member of the Boys and Girls Club of Broward County, I'm very proud that uh the Boys and Girls Club played a big part for you.
0: Well, yeah, you know, uh, like we're saying in what we know about the human brain, is, we all need three things to live a good life. Good health, food, water, and shelter. But the more, one of the most important is community. A community supports you. And so when I got here, a new country, new culture, I actually was crying for the next first six months. And I had my cousin then who lived a few blocks away from the Boys and Girls Club. So the boys' club basically became my instant community. Actually, although I, di- I didn't, I did not know a word of English, and and you know the greatest things about the boys and girls club, the kids didn't treat me any different from them. And so you know that was my savior. From I didn't want to stay at my mom's house because there was no one I knew there. So I hang out with my cousins. His house is next to almost a few blacks from the from the discapiness on Boys and Girls Club. So it was my home away from home.
1: Now I want to read an excerpt from your book here, which struck me, and I'd like you to comment on it. Okay. In 12 Unending Summers on page 71, chapter nine, quote, I'm just reading here. Resilience, perseverance, optimism self-control and a sense of shared values in a collective community all are indispensable in building a foundation of emotional stability for a child to move forward into adulthood expound upon that if you could
0: so here's what we know about the human brain when we're born the act of being birthed into the world, being born into the world. It's actually a very tragic, scary stuff. As children, the world is very scary. And so we need the, the comfort of the environment of the people around us. So a little child who goes somewhere and knocks his or her head against the wall, they're gonna to run to the people that that comfort them, that give them food and water and shelter. So nature has it that way. The brain is the world is new and scary. So if you comfort it against obstacles in the world, and the people where you grow up, they reinforce it. That builds resilience. That teaches you the world is not totally bad. So growing up in Haiti, we didn't have the luxury of uh, a first world. But what kids needed need is a community, people to make you believe in yourself. And I was fortunate by by the time I was 11, I knew I could rule the world. My parents taught me to respect people, to be kind, but also to believe that it's not only about you. Then once you know that and you growing up and you didn't know you were going to overcome obstacles, but what the early nurturing gives you, that the world's not totally bad, that there are good people. You know, there are bad things that happen, but that nurturing that's ingrained in your brain early makes you believe in people in the world.
1: Well, now we'll fast forward to now. Tell us
0: about your practice. So, let me tell you my practice. I went into medicine to heal people. I came to Maryland uh, at Shepherd Pratt to do a fellowship in neuropsychiatry. And I was fortunate to meet uh, my mentor, who told me one day, he changed my life. One day he told me, he's from Greece. He told me that your doctor should be a priest, a healer, and a teacher. From that day on, my life was changed. My goal is to help people, to heal people. So I I am a scientist. I have a BS in chemistry. I totally believe in science. But I believe in healing the human body, mind, body, and spirit. So I'm moving towards integrative medicine, meaning that, Use food as medicine to make sure that, and use med, modern medicine also to help people to live a be- better life. So, when I meet people in my practice, I tell them about how to maintain brain, physical brain health. Because the brain is the only thing we have.
1: You're on a roll. Let's keep going about the human brain.
0: Okay. The human brain, when I, the human brain is the only thing that we have to absorb. The, the world, the universe. So when I mentioned that we need three things to live a good life, food, water, and shelter, financial stability, good health, because if you and I are in pain here, we wouldn't be able to listen to each other, and a nurturing community. Those three resources, the only organ in our body that houses them is the human brain. Now, how do we get the tools that we need to get them the right way. We have five senses. Sight, hearing, touch, taste, smell. Those are the informations, those are by which we, we, we receive information to get the information into our head so we can get the resources. So it, it, it's paramount that we learn to maintain the physical health, health of the brain. Let's
1: talk about... I want to focus, as we do here at differentbrains.org, we okay. focus on tools that are helpful and do good. Now, you know a lot about the diet that's good for the brain, anti-inflammatory, you know, uh, healthy kind of diet. Let's start with the diet and nutrition. And you might want to start by talking about your interpretation of the gut-brain connection. Okay. So
0: we know that that the, we, the they've been doing research, we know that the we have normal bacteria flora in our gut that affects literally affects um, they, I mean, the, the blood in our gut they, it travels everywhere. So the bacteria in our gut, good or bad, it affects our uh, sense of mental wellness. so true that, We have treated patients who have anxiety with probiotics by replacing the bacteria in their gut with good bacteria that we we have created in probiotics. Probiotics, basically, it's replacing good bacteria which we create in the lab to replace the flora of bacteria that are not healthy in our gut. The reason uh, there are a lot of receptors in our gut, uh, in fact, serotonin, most of the receptors, a good number of the receptors uh, in our body is in our gut. So we know there is a link. So if there is a link, and now we have to talk, uh, to talk about the, the, what's the connection uh, between the brain and the gut and to know what bacteria affects them and to treat them both equally because we, in fact, it is known that most of our illnesses uh, are originated from the gut. So that we're not creating, um, having a lab experiment, uh, we know that there are strong correlation between diseases of the brain and the gut. For uh, the other thing I'll tell you is that um, our mouth, we have just discovered that flossing is one of the most important things we can do to maintain our health, the health of the brain. Because the bacteria between our teeth they're now thinking that it may be causing cognitive decline, including dementia. So those are the, 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 the links that we're now established, establishing between the brain and the gut. But what we know now is that most of disease processes uh, have inflammatory process. So then uh, we, we are now telling patients to have, uh, including their diet, anti-inflammatory. Uh, uh, uh ingredients, so mm-hmm. those are the link between, uh, between the link between the brain and the gut. Glyc- what are glyc-
1: some the the, what are some of the foods that are best for anti-inflammatory?
0: Okay, I did a research uh, following uh, some of the best researchers. Uh, mm-hmm. the power, most powerful anti-inflammatory are turmeric, garlic, ginger actually, all the good spices. But surprisingly, red bell pepper has the highest um, concentration of vitamin C. Vitamin C is also a very powerful anti-inflammatory uh, ingredient, and um, so all the spices. But we now know that turmeric uh, has a lot of powerful anti-inflammatory uh, uh, active uh, uh, active ingredients. Clove too. Clove is actually one of the most powerful anti-inflammatory um uh, ingredients. So a lot of the spices uh uh, uh have anti-inflammatory um uh, uh, ability. So um now in addition
1: uh, to good diet uh what are the other tools you use for your own brain?
0: Well um, so I was thinking last night we have five senses to have input so what I do say the eye, the, uh, our sight it's good to keep our sight active with the brain for instance I sometimes drive and I take time to look at the flight flight path of an airplane it's really to keep the, the the all those senses are very linked to certain specific part of our brain so I use sight Sometimes I take time to see the 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 color of the moon take time to see things that normally we don't have time in our busy busy uh, well life. that's that's kind of a segue
1: into mindfulness
0: Yes, but it's also creative connections one of the so what I do also is music I Play piano and some guitar. What I do specifically with the brain sometimes, so I would be listening to music, reggae, for instance. I would take the bass and follow it from the from the beginning to the end, and I would do three instruments. I'll do four instruments. That way, I'm keeping the parts of my brain that listening to complex music active. Smells. Uh, that we know now that one of the first signs of cognitive decline, dementia is loss of smell. Uh, I am getting more into um, uh, essential oils because we know that the more we stimulate our part of the brain for smell, it's also linked to memory. And so uh, touch. Uh, one of the things I do used uh, I've been dance, uh, doing dancing, social dancing. Social d- dancing is known as the most complete exercise for the brain because it has a cognitive part. It has a social part. It actually has also, um, well, cognitive, social. It also keeps exercise. So that's the one of the most complete exercises we can do for the brain. So I try to, and also what I'm doing now, I'm starting to learn new things that I didn't learn. Before. chess. I have some, some uh, chess. I'm going to start learning them, even solo or with people. So the goal is to try to learn new things. And one of the, the other important things is to talk to people who are critical thinkers, who don't think like us, hopefully think about good things, because it forces us to, to create new circuitry in the brain. So, it's really about learning new things that create new, new, like, parallel circuitry in the brain that keeps not only our brain active, sharp, but also that prevents cognitive decline. We know those things work.
1: That's great. That's very helpful. Um, are there any topics we haven't covered so far today that you would like to cover in regard to the brain?
0: Okay. One of the topics we haven't covered. Is talking about how to maintain brain health sharpness. So I'm I'm actually writing a workbook. of well, one of my next phases in in my professional life is to talk about the three most important tools that we need to live a good life. Self-compassion, which tells us to have to show care and concerns for ourselves, to care to to, to accept our imperfections. That's also uh very important brain tools to lower our stress because we know that chronic stress and anxiety affects us physically cardiovascular it, it increases inflammation inflammation and the more stressed we are it acts on our cognitive uh cognitive ability so self-compassion to to practice self-compassion to accept ourselves because when we do that we We're more at ease with ourselves, we're more comfortable, we don't compete with other people, so it reduces our stress. The other one is emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence teaches us to learn to speak to other people in a way for all of us to gain, both individually and collectively. So speaking to people is one of the most important ways of maintaining maintaining our brain sharpness. And the third thing is critical thinking. Active critical thinking is a very important brain exercise to make sure that you are looking at things in multiple ways, that you know you, you're aware of your cognitive, cognitive biases, things that actually believe in subconsciously, I fight against. So those three tools actually, if we talk about brain health, we have to include them because they they influence our health they influence our financial stability and they very much influence who we have around us
1: excellent summation well how do our our viewers and listeners how do they learn more about you what's the best way what's your website
0: well, my website is Dr. Josue, drjosue.com uh i am that's my personal website. I am on Facebook. I am on Twitter, and I will be blogging with you guys. Different brains, but if you're interested in seeing the my the blogs I'm blogging, I've been blogging for the past eleven months. A lot of them about brain science. Check my website and and also my Facebook, my Twitter uh, page. I'm on Instagram also. And the other thing I'm interested in doing, uh, talking about healing. One of the things I want to do as far as being a physician and healer, is start to become a storyteller, to go out and speak about self-compassion, emotional intelligence, and critical thinking in a storytelling way, but with my drums, in a way to have conversation with people in a healing way. So I'll be, uh, look for me, look out for me in a a place nearby, I, I want, I'm, Looking forward to coming down to South Florida. I'm in the DMV on um, the Washington District area. So that's where you can contact me. Right?
1: That's great. So the website and this book, 12 Unending Summers. Excellent. And yes. it's uh, Memoir of an Immigrant Child by Cholet Kelly Josue, MD. It's been a pleasure to talk with you today. And okay. uh, um We look forward to having you back. You keep up the good work because, as you say, the brain is where it's all happening. That's where it's
0: happening. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you you for having me, and I I definitely look forward to coming back um, to South Florida as soon as possible. Exploring Different Brains is a production of Different Brains, Inc. For more information, visit us at differentbrains.org.